It's like ringing the gong. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. I'm Erica. Welcome back to the Fix Podcast. Twenty eighteen. We're not up? dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> we had to dust ourselves off. We were on a holiday hangover last okay, week. Okay, I've been feeling very hungover from the holidays. <laughs> like I can't get it together to like bring myself into the new year. I feel like my soul is still in twenty seventeen and my body's just here, like what the fuck? Yeah, I I feel like I feel like I'm in twenty eighteen, but at the same time, I feel like it should still be like the first week of January and mm-hmm. it's randomly like gonna be the <laughs> already like the middle of yeah. January and it's kind of freaking me out. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. slow down. Yeah. Slow down. I was looking through my phone today and I was looking at pictures from New Year's Eve and I was like, that was cute. And then right before that were pictures of Christmas. I was like, man, I miss Christmas. Like that. It just feels like such a rush. And when you finally get to it, you only have like a day to enjoy it. And it feels so like you're robbed of it. I feel like Christmas should be a week. The end of Christmas is by far my least favorite activity. I I hate it so much. I'm just like, no, I don't want it to be over. And I was kind of able to cling to like some Christmas aspects because downtown over in Cityscape, they um, they like wrap the trees mm-hmm. and the lights and of course they have the city skate area mm-hmm. the huge christmas tree but that stuff started coming down like this week so now when i get off the bus it's not even lit up over there like before i could be like oh there's the christmas lights on the trees and just like the decorations that were still kind of filling different areas mm-hmm. like last week uh we were on mill avenue not just or just to get food and they still had their trees oh. lit up. I was like, okay, there's still some Christmas left. Yeah. <laughs> still just a, like a little tiny, tiny bit of Christmas. But I'm sure eventually that'll be gone. The HOA in our neighborhood forces you to take down your outside lights by the fifth day after Christmas. Like the fifth day after Christmas. Um, or you'll get fined. And I think that's just so sad. Like it prevents people from leaving them up till February, which I appreciate. But at least let us like get through... I don't know, the 6th of January or something like that. It's just really sad. Yeah, I feel like let's get to New Year's Day. Yeah. And then like allow people to start stripping, you know, their homes of like, that's what we do too. Yeah, Yeah, it it takes a couple of days to really find like, okay, where did I put that box or that storage stuff? And then like reorganizing things Mm -hmm. that you had to organized to get the stuff out in the first place and then you have to take it all out and put it back in and it's just a lot it's a lot of work and it's worth it but it it really does kind of drain you and I think that's where that holiday hangover comes from yeah of just like the hustle and bustle of like we have three to four weeks until Christmas so you're trying to get in all the activities and the parties and traveling and fun with friends and cookies and baking and cooking and events Mm -hmm. and then the actual event of Christmas and then you're like oh god Christmas is over but then you're getting hyped up for New Year's Mm -hmm. and then New Year's is over and you feel like you need like a week to just get back into your normal routine of things because you've had like if you're like me you had a lot of short weeks in the month of December 
you know, you weren't going to work five days a week. You were going to work maybe three days a week or four days a week, maybe even two days a week, depending on how the holidays fall. So it's, it's a lot. This was my first full week of work and it was really taxing and draining and exhausting. And I'm really glad that I'm at the finish line of it because for a while there, it just felt like I was never going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. But we could double back and talk about what we actually ended up doing for New Year's Eve. Yes. Because it's been some time, but we just kind of talked about what we wanted to do and um, what we actually did. We can talk about it now. Yeah. So Crescent Ballroom had a, and in partnership with the Van Buren, had a block party in between the two venues and they shut down the streets. There were a ton of food trucks, some bars. They had events going on at both venues and then in the middle of it. So Crescent, the parking lot behind Crescent Ballroom, um, Walter Productions was putting on entertainment from their art cars. So they had the big heathen like fire truck that would shoot fire out of it. They had their big VW bus, Walter. They had Big Red, which is like an oversized Volkswagen and people were like dancing on top of the car. And then they had Calliope stage. So that was really cool. So it was a good time. It was easy to navigate around. Um, the Inside the Van Buren, the music was a little lame. I wish they would have done a little bit more, and I think it would have helped even out the crowds. They needed to do like a bad and bougie. They did. <laughs> they needed to do something more accessible. It was like, um, and I know how, how this is going to sound, and I definitely don't mean it <laughs> the way it sounds, but it was like um, a very poppy, like, 80s pop music drag show which is great but that's very niche and it's not you know I just feel like it's not um it doesn't transcend all interests I think they need to keep it very basic and just like top 40 hip-hop or whatever like that um and so maybe that would be a suggestion for them to book DJs for that and um, maybe get more than two bartenders working the bar inside of the venue. Oh, my God, that bar. And that poor bartender was like Speedy Gonzalez. Like he was he reminded me of Bugs Bunny. He's just like z- <laughs> zipping around or whatever. He was moving fast, though, considering yeah. we didn't stand there that long. No, I mean, for New Year's. Yeah. yeah, for New Year's, considering the crowd and the labor they had, like I didn't even see a bar back. So I don't know what what happened there. Um there was <laughs> immediately as we got into the Van Buren around what ten forty five. There was a girl puking in the lobby. Um, oh, I completely forgot about God, that. It was so gross. Like David, like f- these, we were standing in the lobby area next to the couches, and me and David were kind of just standing there. And then these, like this whole group of people, left the couches. We're like, sweet. And David's like, you want to sit? I was like, yeah. And then I was like, what's that smell? And I looked over and there was a girl just like doubled over. It's like, that's why they left. Right. They're like, you know, we can stand. It's not that yeah. important. And we never made it inside Crescent, but it was just because we spent our time pre-gaming at the Grand, which was fine with me because it was really nice and chill. And I feel like it would have been really hard to get into Crescent because the capacity is much mm-hmm. smaller and it's the more known, I think, of the two venues. So... I think that would have probably been... I remember when we rolled up, the line looked gnarly. Mm-hmm. So I think... Yeah, because we were like, oh my God, is that the line? Yeah. 
we were freaking out. We we're like, is that the line to get in? We're never going to make it. We're like, oh, no, that's just Crescent. And then we went into the entrance. So um, I thought that the way that the event was set up was really smart. They had a lot of entrance points. So they had like one giant entrance, but a lot of different lines to separate people out. It was it looked exactly like a Coachella or something, which is good so that they had multiple places for people to scan their tickets, check bags and get in. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I didn't at at any point feel like I was too crowded personally. Um, me neither. Yeah. When we were outside, I felt like we had plenty of room. Even when like the ball dropped or whatever, I still felt like there was, there was nobody like crowding me. I I could get like really good Snapchat videos and twirl around and make room. And it was, it was like really the opposite of what I was expecting in terms of the crowd, like the capacity of the crowd. I thought it was going to be like body to body in there a little bit mm-hmm. more than it was. And so that was like a pleasant surprise for me. Very, it was like very crowded enough to where I felt like, okay, this is an event that people are coming to the, the attendance as well. It's not like, wow, this kind of was a bust. Yeah. But it wasn't to the point where it was like, wow, I can't breathe or there's people like blowing smoke in my face or you know, I can't get to the bathrooms. I can't because, you know, that's a concern of mine. Yeah. Like we were able to get in and out of like the Van Buren very quickly. And they have a shit ton of restrooms. Yeah. Pun intended. Yeah. But they have tons and tons and tons of stalls in their bathrooms. So even when we would go in there and there'd be a line, you'd be waiting in line for 30 seconds. Yeah. Because people were coming in and out, in and out, in and out. And I would always see like people who were working there running toilet paper in, running paper towels in. So it was like a good environment. Yeah, it definitely had like a Vegas club bathroom vibe where everyone's kind of like. Yeah, we're like, hey, like bow legged, like on their heels, just like kind of drunk. (laughs) Struggling a little bit. Yeah. Can you hand me TP? I got you. Yeah. And like I went into a bathroom right or a stall right across from where joya was and i before like i've gotten to that point now where i'm like before you plant your ass down right take a look and so i like looked and i was like joya can you before you close the door and she like pulled some out for me that's and handed, actually like had like there was an additional role on hers so she just gave me the role that's so i was good. like cool now the next person that comes in behind me is not screwed either yeah so it was i don't know it was i had a really good time the environment was fun the only part about it that sucked was like getting home because it was really expensive but yeah i mean that's to be expected it just stings <laughs> it does sting and it that's a whole other thing. It doesn't have to. Yeah. Valley uh, Metro needs to run their rapid buses on New Year's Eve. Please do that. That would help so much. We already have DUI problems here. Because then the Uber would have been like $20 to get yeah. from like one of the park and rides, mm-hmm. not like 10 times that to get home. Yeah. So from the Crescent Ballroom area to 7th Ave and Osborne, it was around $27. Which is usually a five dollar ride, so that was yeah. Pretty... Ours was like a hundred oh to get my God. to the west side. God, I know, Lord, trash, um, <laughs> hot, so... steamy garbage. But like I said to someone else, I was like, well, it's cheaper than a DUI. So... Yes, it is, and and it'll spend... it doesn't stay on my record. So yeah, if you're gonna spend fifty bucks like a split Uber, you're gonna spend fifty bucks on an Uber. Have it be on New Year's Eve, like not right. on, a, on a Tuesday. And I, I mean, I absolutely got my, I don't want to say my money's worth, but like you know, I was yeah. drinking, I was in the zone, having fun. It wasn't like I was. Like, uh, Bored, I could have driven yeah. if I had my car, I had one drink and that was at nine o'clock. It's 1 a.m. Now I could drive, but mm-hmm. whatever. 
Yeah, it was fun. Um, we actually got to go on some of the art cars, which is cool. They allow you to go up there and dance and drink or whatever. So it was fun. Everyone seemed to have a good time. The music was really, really good. Um, there was more EDM focused, um, but they had these two, I think it was two girls or one girl DJ that came on and did some like hip hop and trap or whatever. So that was good. Um, but yeah, that's, oh, the only other thing I would suggest is having more, um, places to buy alcohol outside. So I don't know if they even had cocktails, but I know they had beer and I think I only saw two of them and the lines were so long. So maybe just a little more of those. That's yeah, it. maybe like an or maybe even like considering, I don't know if this could happen, but like an outdoor bar. Yeah, like some sort of exactly. outdoor bar set up like similar to what they have inside Crescent Ballroom and at the Van Buren. Yeah. Having something where maybe they have three or four bartenders. Some kegs. Just work, yeah, yeah, like kegs or just like cans and whatever and maybe have like basic ass liquor. So like fat ass bottles of Smirnoff yeah. and Jose Cuervo and and they could upcharge so much for that so they would make a lot of money off of that because yeah. people want liquor on New Year's they want champagne 10 they want, 12 dollars a cocktail yeah. easy and it'd be like it's cash only advertise it that way so people know bring That'd a shit ton really of cash smart. I would totally pay for that because I wanted that instead of beer but I drank the beer because I wanted liquor and or alcohol but um cocktail would be great like again Coachella status like people will pay for it they don't care what's in it just give them like OJ. Yeah, my <laughs> friend like went to some, I don't know what it's called, but it was a event in Atlanta, like a music festival. And she said the drinks were really expensive, but it was like, well, people want to drink, so exactly, you're going to pay $15 for this. And it's a festival. They're always going to charge off us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever the fuck. That's why you pregame at the Grand next year, guys. Go to the Grand. Actually, don't go because then we'll be there. And we don't want a crowd. <laughs> oh, my God. It was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. There was it was like it was a Tuesday night. It was chill. The patio was closed because it was cold. But we just had our own table to ourselves. Quiet. They have food there. Cocktails. So, yeah, it was definitely worth it to go over there. And I had a good time. I really did. For my birthday, my actual like birthday birthday, I wanted to do something. And so um, I went to King's liquor store, the liquor and convenience store, and just a couple like handful of people came really low key. But I wanted to talk about that place because it's really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it's on Central and Osborne, maybe something like that. Thomas. Thomas. Central and Thomas. Right next to the subway and, and the, the Lenny's. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's right on the light rail stop, so you can take the light rail. It's a convenience store, but inside of it, they have a lot of beer, wine, and mead selections. I believe they have liquor. I'm not sure, but they have snacks. You can get tall cans, and all of the beer is craft beer. So you can get um, packs, and you can get also get tall cans of, like, stone and stuff like that um they have superstition meadery there and bottles and then if you slide the door next to the cashier there is a bar behind the convenience store and they have a full service and by full service i mean like beer and wine i don't think that they have cocktails but i don't remember seeing yeah they have mead and um they had a bunch of tables there you can get flights of beer if you want to try a couple of different things they have really big couches video games giant jenga board games and it's just really 
Jenga. <laughs> that giant Jenga was, we had a very intense game. It was fun for like five minutes and then it was like everyone was sweating. Like, yeah. oh my God. Okay, no, don't knock it over. Are you going to knock it over? Are you going to be the one that's yeah, going to knock it over? Number? Right. And we were all just like, it's your turn. Oh no, you're going to make me knock it over because you somehow managed to pull out like yeah. the last block that would have been like the simple one and then somebody else would manage to pull out another block and somehow some way it ended up working out every time yeah I couldn't believe it it was so fun though I would love to go back there they also had like Super Nintendo's plugged into a couple of TVs right in front of those couches so they had like Donkey Kong and NBA yeah, Jam and All-Stars and Mario All-Stars which yeah. I love 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 Mario All-Stars so they had tons of stuff there. So that would totally be a cool place to go if even if you have friends that don't drink because there's still like games and stuff like that to do. It's not like, OK, if you're not in here drinking and talking to people like you're going to be feeling Bored. out of place. Yeah. And I think you can bring in like your own food. You can. So you could like go across the street to Honey Bear's barbecue. Fuck. and get. You know, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> there's just like, you know, there's kind of like a lot of little yeah. shops and stuff over there. Or you could like order. I think someone was saying like you could order a pizza and have it delivered there. So you're there drinking their beers and whatever, playing their games. But you could order food from yeah. wherever. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. I think that that subway should be bought out because subway is disgusting by <laughs> a really, really good local like mom and pop joint and then they would be like the in partnership with the convenience store and so they would get a lot of business because they don't sell food there and then they can have runners coming to the bar because they do that in a lot of places but most like the one that comes to mind in san francisco there's a um uh, only a beer only bar out there and it's like craft beers like hipster kind of place um, but they don't serve food but there's a place next door and I think it's a pizza place or a Rosamond's like uh, meat place where they make like burgers and stuff mm -hmm. either way whatever's next door they even have a window that connects to the bar so they'll like you can order there or they'll have people come around and bring you your food and they'll make a shit ton of money too because people will get drunk and want to eat yeah they don't want to go to subway someplace <laughs> that's going to be open past because i think the issue was like lenny's was closed at like eight or something yeah so okay cool maybe during the week that's fine but like on fridays and saturdays you guys should totally stay open until the same time mm -hmm. that kings is open so that you get the business or yeah. do like okay we reopen from like 11 to 2 30 in the morning or something right. so people could get food it's just a couple of extra hours and i'm sure they'd get tons of people coming over there like i want a greasy cheeseburger yeah and lenny's is bomb or if they had a food truck there that parking Tacos. lot yeah that parking lot is big enough yeah and it i I was kind of like, oh, I don't know what the parking situation is going to be like. I know that it's like a little like shopping mall area, mm -hmm. but I didn't know if it was going to be busy from like the other businesses there. And I like had my pick of the litter of parking. I'm like, oh, yeah, park over here all by myself. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of parking. So yeah. check it out. Central and Thomas King's Liquor. It looks like it's closed because there's a lot of advertisements on the door. It's it's open. It's open. Just walk yeah. In. And go in the little metal door. All right. I thought of another thing that we all did, and I can't. We were talking about kings. I was like, oh, we should talk about that. And I just, it left. I don't know what it was in relation to that, but relation to that. But we went to Joe's Midnight Run for a birthday, which was pretty good. Yeah, I thought the food was really good. That jerk chicken and honey 
whatever. Oh, the chicken and waffles. Waffle shit was so good. Yeah, mine was really good, too. I think the only complaint was that people wanted more than three shrimps. Oh, yeah, with their shrimp and grits. They're like, I wanted shrimp and grits, and they just put three shrimps on here. They're like, can we get more shrimp? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always like, I don't know if I trust it. But my chicken and waffle was freaking delicious. And those frites were good as fuck. Oh, Oh, those fries were good. The sauce was so good. They had like a curried ketchup. Oh, my God. And that chimichurri whipped whatever was good as hell, too. And the mimosas were really good. Yes. And they were like, what, $5? Something like that. So that's not bad. A no. $5 is about as much as I want to pay for a mimosa. And they had different flavors, and too. And yeah, they had mango, peach. Passion fruit? I thought it was peach. Mango, peach, and grapefruit? And just orange juice, I think. Classic. Oh. <laughs> ma- <laughs> okay, never mind. Mango, peach, and orange juice. I remembered a pink one, but that was... It was I- the Bellini. The peach one was a Bellini. Oh. Then they had mango and champagne or the oj and champagne but they were good i think i had three mimosas and my i had one of each Mm -hmm. and then i had my chicken and waffle and side note um the prices were really good yeah they like i think my chicken and waffle was like ten dollars and i was plenty full off of it It like it was filling and it was also really like well done it wasn't like diner it was looked like upscale the presentation was good and it tasted like really good ingredients yeah it was delicious so i think i spent like 25 dollars for three drinks and an entree which is pretty good for a brunch outing considering that some places have eight dollar mimosas and then their brunch might be fifteen dollars and you're like dang i got one mimosa and, you know, the meal was okay. Like right. you said, the quality of the food was really good. And I liked the venue. They have a really cute patio area that they had, I think, a private party that was going oh, on yeah. that day. <laughs> so we didn't get a chance to go out there, but it looked really cute. They had it nicely decorated for the holidays because we went in like mid-December. And um, they have, I don't know, their decorations are really cool. Like it was just a really nice place. It was a good venue and I had been really wanting to try it. So I was happy we got a chance to go. I'd like to go back and try them for yeah. like dinner or maybe like a lunch that like a Or non- like a late night. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think they are open fairly. I think they're open till 2 a.m. Something. Something. Yeah. They're open late. Yeah. I mean, hence the name. But I think they are open late. And they're right next to Camp Social. Yeah. So you could go over there and get like a cool campfire drinks and stuff like that. So. That was another cool place we got a chance to check out. Joe's was very good. I was very happy and impressed. I would definitely like to go back. It's very cute for like a a date night for sure. But also it seems more like friends. Like you go with friends or like ladies night or something. Get dressed up a little bit. Have some good food. But you're not breaking the bank. Yeah. And they had us set up nicely. Our friend had uh, got a reservation. And they had us like a nice long table. And Mm -hmm. it was just like super comfortable. Like the booth couch Mm -hmm. thing that they had with like these really fluffy pillows and it was just like a really nice place it of course the restroom's really nice like they had really cool like art and paintings and stuff in there too and it was just like a really clean and nicely like presented restaurant yeah i was i was pleased by it it was great I wanted to talk about 
about Beckett's Table really quick because it's a restaurant I've been wanting to go to forever. Mm-hmm. And then we finally went. It was like I was hanging out with a friend and we were like, what do you want to eat? And he's like, do you want to go to Beckett's Table? It's like, that's kind of expensive, isn't it? He's like, no, it's fine. Whatever. We'll just go um, because it was around the holidays. So we're like, we should just go and enjoy like a holiday, whatever. It might have been around my birthday, too. It was so delicious. It was on 36th Street and Indian School. Okay. And that little Old center. stomping grounds. I know. <laughs> oh, man. I kind of hate that, like, I feel like I discovered so much stuff over there after you left. Yeah. It I'm makes like, me dang, so there's all this sad. stuff over here now. Like, stuff that kind of came after you left. Yeah. Or just stuff I didn't know about. And then ended up, like, looking it up. And it's like, oh, it's on 40th Street and Indian School. Or, like... 32nd street and thomas like of course it is yeah it makes me so so sad but anyways so um the food was so good we went there um and it was cute and busy and like fancy and it just felt it had a really good vibe of like going to a really nice decadent date night um and our thing is that we like sit at the bar just because we like to do that and so we ordered some wine and we got um I don't think we got starters because I think we just kind of ordered our food. Yeah, we didn't get starters. So um, he got the, the let's see here. Oh, the pork asabuco confit, which was really good. And I got the, they're advertised as the signature fork tender short ribs. It was just short ribs with some really bomb ass potatoes and like good carrots. Like you just... I love when you go to eat at good places that know how to like make things well because you... My thing that I do is like I eat each little like portion of the food to see how they're made and how they taste. And then I eat it all together to like get the whole like picture. It was so good. And, um, and then for dessert, we which I we never get dessert. So it was just kind of a nice like little treat. We got their um, fig and pecan pie or pecan. People say pecan. <laughs> Pecans. I say pecan. <laughs> I don't but... know why that word makes me laugh. <laughs> But it was the original, they had um, the pecan pie with fig and the Beckett's original citrus zest cream cheese ice cream. Ooh. Unreal. It was so unreal. zest cream cheese ice cream. Yeah. So like a cream cheese ice cream, zest and orange, divine. That sounds really good. Yeah. Very, very good. And cream cheese sounds... Cream cheese sounds weird, Mm-mm, but it just no. means that it has like a like a slightly slightly sour bite to it. But it's I more had this thick. cheese ice cream and uh, cheese ice cream is so good in Seattle. Yeah, we went to this place and it was like a farm. Like I don't know. Like I wish I could remember something. what it was called. Something's farm something. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like in the mix of Seattle, which is very quirky and interesting and everything's like very hipstery there. Mm -hmm. But we went to this place. My friend was like, hey, I walked past this ice cream shop and it looks really cool. But they have like artisan cheese and all these different like you can buy this kind of thing or whatever. It's like a tiny, like probably no bigger than this room. This place. Yeah. So we go in there and um, the lady's like, oh, is it your first time here? Do you want to sample anything? And so she was like talking about their cheese ice cream. And I was like, that sounds really odd, but I would like to try it just to kind of have the idea of what the flavor is. Mm-hmm. And it was so good yeah. <laughs> that I ordered like they had like a raspberry swirl Ooh. one. And then I was like, yes, I want that one. And then I want a scoop of the cheese. Like yeah. and it was just so good. I I hope that place is still there the next time I go back to Seattle. 
because the ice cream was so delicious and fresh and oh, it was just so good. You know, like you have those fresh and rich items and then you like go and have like a regular ass scoop of ice cream and it's still good, but you're like, it's not that. It's not that. It's just not what I had in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> so I totally can imagine that that ice cream was super, super good. And yeah. I bet it wasn't like really sweet or. Mm-mm. It was oh perfect. Oh my God. Sounds so, good. Sounds so good. I'm just dreaming about that cheese ice cream now. And I'm sad. So find a man. <laughs> I'm going to take you to a nice dinner. I suggest Beckett's table. Don't apologize. <laughs> Don't apologize yeah. for it. Just be like, yeah, you're going to take me here. We're going to go and you're going to spend a lot of money. Yeah. No. That's it. All right. It's okay. We don't really treat our men that way. No. Anyways. I don't treat any man that way. I, know. <laughs> I don't treat like, anybody that way. you want to just like hang out with me? That's enough. I know. I was like, do you, I'm going to make some dip. You could just come over watch a movie. <laughs> so simple. Like, I'm so easy to please. Take notes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what else should we talk about? Um, so I went to the Storytellers event oh, yeah. for First Friday. I believe it was the fifth installment of The Whole Story, which is um, Expanding Black Narratives, a storytelling series which features about five storytellers. They just talk about whatever they want to share, and each person has some sort of story that they have on their spirit or they just want to talk about something that happened to them and this realization and it's just really great because you laugh and you feel all these different emotions but it's not like spoken word or anything which sometimes is kind of awkward for me because I'm like I don't I don't feel it I don't get it (laughs) I'm sure there's something there for you I it's just not hitting me so I like the storytelling because it's just kind of like reading someone's diary Mm -hmm. if but it's like they're letting you into this like personal part of their world. And it's it's just very, very awesome. So this was the second time that I went and um, the stories were so great. They were so funny. I laughed so much and um, I had a really good time. All of our friends were there and folks who hadn't had a chance to go um, maybe to other installments of the whole story had a chance to go um, to this mm-hmm. installment. So, um, it was great. It was really, really great. I think the next storyteller series will be in April or May. Mm -hmm. So they don't do it every month. You kind of have to look out for, um, when they're going to be announcing it. You can find them on Facebook at the whole story. I think it's just the whole story or just look on the art museum's website and see what you can find. Um, they advertise and sell their tickets there so you can see the dates that are coming up. And it was great. And I got a chance, of course, to go to or be around in the art museum and kind of look around at the different exhibits, um, some of the new art that was installed. And my favorite, yeah, absolutely let's talk about favorite, it. And I know which one it was is. the butterflies like all over the place. Like it was just incredible to walk in there and be like, oh, my God, this is kind of trippy, but kind of cool. And I just can't imagine like the amount of work that went into like individually placing each one of those butterflies throughout the entire art museum. Mm -hmm. But it's like you walk in and it kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever seen The Mummy. 
Oh yeah. But okay, see the first have one. I seen the the fir- <laughs> have I seen the first mummy? <laughs> I guess I'm entitled to ask a question every now and then that I should know the answer I to. I know. I ask you those daily. <laughs> You're like, oh, did you want some fries? Like Do you like this picture of this pig? <laughs> have you had pineapple whatever? Yes. <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, so you walk into the art museum and it reminds me of the mummy because remember those nasty ass black bugs that would like come out of oh, the, the scarabs? ground. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh God, they were so disgusting. And they would like slide under your skin and oh, just nasty. But the way that they would move in that film mm-hmm. reminded me of how those butterflies were placed across the different parts of the wall because it was just kind of like black speckled yeah. spots if you weren't really paying attention. And as you got closer, you could see like the three-dimensional qualities of mm-hmm. them. And I, I just think it looks so cool. I mean, I was like, God, I just want to have like a photo shoot in yeah. here. Like, I don't know. I don't have any reason to. I don't have any reason to really do anything, but I just love them. I just think they're so cool. So my favorite exhibit was the Firefly exhibit inside the room. Oh, yeah. yeah, When you go in and it's like. Yeah. So you go. (laughs) So you go into a dark room and you actually enter through this hallway. And because your eyes are adjusted to the light, it's almost like you can't you think. You can't see a thing. It looks like there's no floor, no walls, no ceiling. And it's almost scary to walk into the hallway at first because it's so unbelievably dark. It's like all consuming. And then if you turn to the left, you just see all of these like little lights everywhere. And they turn like LED lights that turn different colors. And it just looks like fireflies. And they're actually little tiny lights that are connected to these like strings that are hanging from the ceiling at different levels and different lengths and then it just changes and the room is just filled with mirrors so it looks infinite it's awesome I loved it so much and you're just kind of like walking around and like (laughs) running into walls because you're like where is everything right where am I I don't understand we were in there and then we heard like a boom like that and then I was like oh my god I like shouted this old guy had run into the wall on accident. I was like, oh, my God. Um, but <laughs> I tried not to laugh. He And he wasn't hurt. He, like, kind of just, it sounded like he hit it with his hand. He was mm-hmm. walking around, but he was just kind of like, boom. It was loud. Oh, my God. That was scared so, the crap out of me. I'd like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Whole oh, my body God. shaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Convulsing. Like, oh. yeah, it was awesome. I loved that one. Um, there were a few others that I really loved. There was one downstairs that um, I really wish I took a picture of it. It was in the like southwest ish section had like all these vibrant colors. It was like um, like Jesus being taken down from the cross and everybody around him was like in different clothes and different like um, cultural garb cultural garb and they had like masks on but they were like native american or aztec i don't know it was just so so beautiful like you, you walk down the stairs and you're just like because the, the colors are just so vibrant yeah. mm-hmm. and the scene you're like whoa this yeah is an and, emotional response yeah and you just sit there and you just stare at it and you see something new like every second you can't focus on something because there's so many things to look at but yeah there was a lot of really nice stuff there i wish i had more time to mm-hmm. kind of roam around the museum Mm-hmm. But it was it was cool. Yeah, I very love, cool. I love the art museum. That was really, really nice. It was very nice. They're free on Wednesdays. Right. <laughs> From yeah. three to nine, not all day, just three to nine. And first Friday too. Yes. For the most part, it's free.
Um, so we talked about our friend of the pod, Rigo Gonzalez. He has started a GoFundMe to help fund the Deer Valley School District's lunch debt. There's over $48,000 that needs to be paid off. And it's the responsibility of the parents to pay it off for their children if it's not basically paid off. Um, it is their debt, which is unfortunate because it is a public school and um, they shouldn't be responsible for that. So he started a GoFundMe to raise money for that. And we're really excited for him because it gained traction. The local news stations out here heard about it and they decided to each do a feature on him with video and story. So it's just really, really exciting. He has raised over um, one thousand seven hundred dollars. Wow! So, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, because I think when we first talked about it, it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, it was like, like he was just getting started yeah. or something. So, but I hope that um, the publicity or the traction that it's gained, kind of like the viral nature of like Phoenix New Times and um, ABC fifteen and Fox and all the different news outlets, just taking a few minutes to. Um, shout them out and give them a quick minute or two of their time and putting their links up and just talking about it, posting it on Twitter, retweeting it, whatever, just to try to help out because it's just astronomical and ridiculous that people are having to be, yeah, that parents are having to worry about that amount of money that they're going to have to find a way to pay back because their kids need to eat, like, that doesn't exactly add up to me at all. Right. It's super fucked up. Yeah, it's horrible. So we have posted it on our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash the fix pod. That's the PHX pod. And we have posted it in the last couple of days so you can still find it. We'll continue to retweet it as much as possible, but we need you guys to help out. Any little bit helps. I've seen donations on there. $5, $10, $15. And we're already at 1700 or he is, which is great because a little bit it, it shows that it goes a long way. Um, so please continue to donate if you can or continue to share if you can't because it's just as important. Yay! Yay! Aw, this is just kind of nice to talk. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to deal with Donald Trump this week. Me either. And he's done so he's been much. In Fuego. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We'll get back to the regularly scheduled bullshit, I'm sure. Yeah, in Fuego for sure. Did you see the time cover at least? With yes. His hair oh my god. Fire? It was like <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, well amazing. That wraps up episode. Do you have a fix? <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess okay. we could talk about a fix. I didn't really think about it, but hmm. I can come up with one real quick. My fix this week is my aunt. <gasps> What's she doing? Did she go back to New York? Yeah. So my aunt came to visit for the holidays. She came for two weeks from Oregon, and we haven't seen her in maybe a year. So it was super, super fun. She's like the definition of like a cool aunt she's just really loud and really fun and she gets along great with everybody and she is really easy to talk to like about personal stuff which is great um and so she was there and it was really fun to have her there and then she just went back to new york to um visit like her mom so my grandma and my aunt over there her sister and then she'll be back i think in a week and a half or so and she might be moving out here. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I love her. Aww. It's really sad to like the day that she left. She left that morning and then I came home. And I love my parents. But I was also like, 
where is she <laughs> right <laughs> where's our house guest i love when like we have people in town me so I'm too just like, where are they what are we doing are we it's like just always exciting even if we're not going anywhere right. like okay we're all gonna have dinner together or yeah we're gonna get ice cream or whatever i love having like, people over i know it's so fun i love it i love mm-hmm. it i love it yeah so that was my fix what's yours my fix this week is like the little things I don't know, just like little, little nuggets of like happiness coming into my life when I need them, like Mm -hmm. stressors like this week was really stressful. So like spending time with friends or like going to a friend's house and hanging out was like just what I needed after like a super stressful, shitty day, like particularly Thursday was awful for me. And every day like of this week has been really hard. And so like just going to a friend's house, watching a basketball game and watching Netflix and just like laying around, having a glass of wine and then going home. Like mm-hmm. just nice fucking simplicity. Like I need that more and more in my life because there's just always chaos, whether it's at work or things just going on with like family or friends or just stressful things life donald trump yeah (laughs) so like i just try to cling to like the little bits of happiness Mm -hmm. so shout out to the little things shout out and it's fucking three-day weekend it is that is also my fix yeah even though by the time we hear this it'll be over yeah (laughs) my fix this week is martin luther k jr Fighting for our freedom, <laughs> fighting for our day. Watch the Martin Luther King episode of The Boondocks. You won't regret it. Awesome. It's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that wraps up our episode this week. You can find us on social media at The Fix Pod. That's the PHX pod. And you can email us at thefixpod at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.